up until 20 years ago, we could never communicate. We could never even imagine being able to do what you and I are doing right now. You found me on social media. We had a connection. We built a relationship. And now a few weeks later, here we are live chatting. It's being recorded and then being sent out to the world where literally any of the 7 billion people, anyone who has an internet connection can access this video. That's mind blowing. Caution, you will begin to love your nine to five with this show. Join us as we explore and discover your unique strengths and learn to apply them to your daily business activities with your host, Shmuel Septimus. Welcome to this next episode of the Love Your Nine to Five show. Thank you for joining us again. Today I have joining me is Brock Eleven Johnson. Eleven is not his middle name. I'm sure we'll hear about that more. Brock is a podcast host of Social Media Money Makers, is an online course instructor, and a Snapchat and Instagram pro, and lots more. Brock, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. I'm actually really excited to do this today. Um, as you know, I just finished your course on um, yeah, and getting rid of my camera shyness, and hopefully you're watching this episode on YouTube, and you can actually see us engaging here. But before we get to anything, Brock, if you don't mind, can you share with the listeners who don't know who you are, a little bit who you are personally, and maybe professionally, just a brief background? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I am a 21-year-old college athlete, so I'm actually a college football player out here in California. That's my full-time job, school and football that's my nine to five. That is my full-time job. Outside of that, I'm also an online entrepreneur. Specifically, I'm a stories marketing coach with a passion for helping people connect and grow their brands using short form video clips. So what exactly does that mean? Instagram video, Instagram stories, Snapchat, Facebook video, these short form video clips are a great way and an easy way, I think, uh, to connect with a larger audience and form a deeper level connection. So I'm really passionate about uh, storytelling and, and getting people to grow their brands on social media uh, using those stories platforms. Okay, excellent. So, well, that's just so phenomenal. This is one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show. Um, you're 21 years old. You're a college athlete. You're playing college level football. Uh, you have a lot going on in your life, and this is kind of what you're doing on the side. And you're doing this, uh, you know, exceptionally well, and create a full business at the age of 21. Now, I'm 35, and I also have a full-time job and a lot of other things, you know, that we're doing. And a lot of our listeners are also thinking that, you know, how could I get any of this going? How could I, I know there's all online social media stuff that all the, you know, young kids are busy with. Um, but how does that apply to me? And how is it even possible for someone with such a, a schedule like yours to actually uh, create an online presence and achieve the level of success that you're achieving? I think it, for me, it just goes back to priorities. So we all have time, and I think it goes, I heard this awesome quote, I actually just heard it yesterday, and it was, either you manage your time or your time manages you. And I manage my own time based off my priorities. I know what my goals are, I know that by the time I exit college, I don't wanna be hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, I wanna have hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank account, not to feel good about myself, not so that I can buy a fancy car, but so that I'm ready and prepared to start a family and transition into that next phase of my life, the phase of my life after football, after my educational career is over. So I think it always, with time, it always just goes back to priorities. You know, am I going to go out on this Friday night 
or am I going to stay in and record some videos? Am I going to play video games in my free time or am I going to be posting content on social media? These are questions that I ask myself and I also have to find a balance in there because if I'm all work, 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 I'll never get to enjoy this, this time of my life that I'll never get back. I'll never be in college again. So I also have to find a balance there of when am I going out? When am I hanging out with my friends? And when am I making a conscious effort to stay home and work on my business? But it all for me just goes back to my priorities. Okay. I mean, looking at your Instagram stories, it looks like you find the balance just fine. Um, and you're able to do that. But if the inspiration is really for, for those who say I don't have enough time. I mean, I just finished reading the book, The Big Leap, mm-hmm. and where he, where he talks about this extensively, how you create your own time. And, and it's your own, it, it's, it's up to you to decide exactly how to use it and how to really get control over it. But now, for someone who's minimally involved in social media and you know you know as the generations the, the older you are you know if you're really old you're on facebook and then maybe linkedin and then you know so then maybe if you're really a little bit more cutting edge instagram and if you're 21 then you're involved in snapchat too so someone who's just kind of somewhere in the middle there and is involved professionally a little bit personally why should they engage on should they engage a regular person who has another job should they be trying to create a following and if so on which platforms well i think that uh you can make any platform work so i've heard a lot of people say that facebook is dead or snapchat is dead everyone's on instagram right now or even you know a lot of people would agree that myspace is dead but i'm a big believer that as long as the platform is still available as long as the website or the app hasn't been taken down it's not dead So no matter what platform you're on, you can make it work. So I don't think it's necessarily a matter of, oh, I don't know Instagram and all the young kids are on Instagram, so I need to get on Instagram and I need to figure it out. Or, you know, Snapchat's the future, so I need to get on Snapchat and figure it out. Of course, it's always beneficial to be in a place early and be an early settler on one of these new social media platforms. But if you're awesome at Facebook and you totally get it, you can make Facebook work for your business. If you love LinkedIn and you get LinkedIn, you're a pro at it, then stick with LinkedIn. But that's my first tip is just pick one program, pick the program you're best at and stick with it because you can really make any program work. With that actually, said, okay, go ahead. With that being said, I will say that online, it is very important. If you're trying to grow a brand and you're trying to grow an online business, you have to build that business around something. Blogs have... I don't want to say fallen by the wayside, but blogs are getting a lot less traffic and websites in general are getting a lot less traffic nowadays. 80% of the internet is now video content. Video content is taking place on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Snapchat. Facebook um, is the, is the Facebook and YouTube are the two primary video uh, based content platforms, but you can do video on almost all these platforms. And basically what I'm trying to get at is, You need to be somewhere. If you're nowhere, no one's going to be able to find you. You need to have your presence on at least one of these platforms to start growing your brand. And it's not just about growing a following. It's not just about having a pretty follower number or, you know, having a million people follow you or subscribe to your channel just to boost your own ego. The reason we want followers is that followers can turn into customers and lifelong uh, people who are invested into our business. Or otherwise known as lifers. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, 
let's say I have a local business mm-hmm. and and I'm and I, I hear this from people. I've actually gone to some walked into some local businesses, some of the owners that I actually know, and begged them to help them with their social media uh, marketing or engagement. And it was suffice it to say they weren't interested. <laughs> but some someone might say I'm I'm a local business. Um, I don't want someone in you know, let's say I'm in, I live in Boston. I don't need someone in Oklahoma coming into my store. They're never going to come here. Mm-hmm. So you know what? Social media is for those people who want to create a, a course, a digital product, or so something that we can have a worldwide base. But if I'm a local person, should I be engaged uh, to the same extent as someone who has maybe, you know, another product that either could be shipped worldwide or is digital? Yeah. So I think that's a great concern. And that's something that I've actually tackled recently. I've been working one-on-one uh, with a small coffee shop in Montana, in Montana. So they're not trying to reach people in New York. They're not trying to reach a worldwide audience. They're trying to target people in their small town in Montana, just, okay. small town, just to begin with. So there's not already a huge market, but it is possible to reach that targeted market within your location. The awesome thing about no matter pretty much whatever platform you're on is you're allowed to really specify what location you're at and if you follow the right hashtag strategy, the right location strategy, and the right content schedule, you can attract a very, very localized audience. And what's great about some of the analytics of apps like Instagram and Facebook is that they'll tell you exactly where your followers are from and how you're gaining those followers. So you can really be specific and strategic about growing a local following. I'm happy that you said that for me. I completely <laughs> agreed with that, but I wanted to hear exactly how you would say that. Because um, even here, I mean, I'm an administrator of a nursing home and we started building an Instagram account really just based on local businesses. And even my own marketing people, if they're listening to this, then told you so. Uh, <laughs> but even, even my own marketing people were telling me that, you know, what's, what's what you're doing on your phone and Instagram going to help the person who's down the block to choose when they need a nursing home to come to this facility? They just watch. Within a few minutes, the local hair salon is liking our pages. And then, you know, people who are posting pictures by the beach or right near the water, they're, they're also engaging with our content. And wherever they go, they're starting to see us. And other people in the healthcare industry in the neighboring town, they are actually starting to really engage. I, could I say that over the last few weeks, we actually got, you know, a, an admission from that? Maybe not yet, but that's what branding is. It's an awareness. And and it, it's it's almost magical how you could be so specific in mm-hmm. you know, some of the ways that you just mentioned. Absolutely. But if we want to zoom out for a minute, um, and if just let, let's address directly, I was going to say let's talk to our parents. But your parents are the worst possible example I could. <laughs> give, I, could <laughs> I could give my parents as an example. People who are maybe not connected to social media, and mm-hmm. people who don't really get it. If you had to summarize that in like one sentence, one paragraph, why it is so exciting, and, and but not just exciting in a cool, exciting way because there's a new platform, there's new pictures that we can show, but in a practical, applied way that will make a difference in everyday life, mm-hmm. how would you sum that up for us? Because I'll just say, I'm going to interrupt you one second, um, even before you get to that, you're obviously someone who's very passionate about this. You've created a business while you're in college. You, I mean, I just finished one of your courses. You just released your second course. Um, and we'll put, of course, links to the, both of those, but you're obviously someone who sees it and is using it. And that's why I'm asking you specifically. And I'll let you talk. Mm -hmm. So I am, I'm very, very passionate about this. And it's one of the things that I think is the coolest thing about 2018. It's, it's absolutely amazing. I was just talking about it last night. Um, and that is that 
never before in human history have we able have we been able to communicate with each other like we can right now it's the power of social media i'm a communication major so i study communication global communication mass media communication and up until 20 years ago we could never communicate we could never even imagine being able to do what you and i are doing right now we met on social media we've never physically met you found me on social media, we had a connection, we built a relationship, and now a few weeks later, here we are live chatting, live chatting. You're seeing my face, I'm seeing your face, we're hearing each other's voice, we're live chatting, it's being recorded, and then being sent out to the world where literally any of the seven billion people, anyone who has an internet connection can access this video. That's mind-blowing, that means that we can now serve and help more people around the world, and we can build relationships across borders. I think it's absolutely amazing. I think it's a really exciting time to be alive. And I think that oftentimes social media gets a bad rap, but I think that as a whole, it was a place that was created uh, to build relationships and to be able to help more people. And I think when you use it with that in mind, it can be a beautiful, beautiful place. Okay. I mean, extremely well said. I mean, and I'll tell you something that that you can add to that is I was just uh, I was just preparing a, a different podcast episode uh, number thirty one with Dan Moyle who's he was he was working in news for a long time and then he took his skills to start doing some inbound marketing by producing content for a major mortgage company and we were discussing that this exact co- concept and we added one more point and that is that until recently. If you wanted to see, if you wanted to meet, you know, tens, hundreds, thousands, millions of eyeballs, you need you needed ten hundreds, thousands, millions of dollars in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Only the rich, big, thick walleted people can put those big, flashy billboards, you know, on on the highways, on the sides of buses, on planes and trains, and all, where tons of people can see it. TV ads, commercials. Now the the internet, specifically social media, has leveled the playing field, where if Brock Johnson has uh, has a skill to connect with people and has content that he can share with people and provide real value to people. People are people are first of all they'll be able to see it. They'll be and with hashtags they'll be able to find exactly what they're looking for, um, you know, in a very specific way. And you have the opportunity to provide for people who want to deepen the relationship to actually provide them real value that will make a difference in their lives. That means we never met. And already what you've, you know, what we've done, you know, with your last course, which I'm kind of almost finished taking, I'm sorry, I'm going to drop off uh, with the schedule, but it's, you know, your course was to help people get over camera shyness, a few short videos and PDFs, very simple, clean content, but camera shyness is not just talking to my phone on Snapchat and watching a few people who I know are following my story when I meet them in person and, you know, trying not to feel uncomfortable. But it's more than that. If you can do that, knowing that anyone can see it, when you're in a room and someone asks your opinion, you have so much more confidence to express that opinion, even if you know that someone might not appreciate it. It just completely changes you. And that is all from this magic because if you have the skill you have the talent no one no one asked you to see your degree in online course giving and <laughs> you know it, no one is that if you have the skill you have the content you're going to win and Absolutely. i mean for me i think that is just something that's so phenomenal yeah yeah and i would even say you know you said that it leveled the playing field i think it unleveled the playing field in our favor because a lot of these big brands are stuck in their old ways they're just going to stick with their with their uh, tv advertisements paying millions of dollars 
for for a for a TV commercial that's going to run for 30 seconds. Meanwhile, we now have the leg up. We are on the cutting edge, and we are present where the people are most engaged, which is on social media and on the internet and on video. So I absolutely agree with that. That's true. I mean, goodbye Toys R Us, right? Goodbye Xerox. (laughs) Goodbye Kodak. You know, if they can't if you can't adapt, you know, then you're not going to. But one point I will tell you is that those who were extremely successful and did have you know, uh, big marketing budgets, they have the opportunity that if they choose to kind of convert, so to speak, to the inbound marketing and to, you know, giving value first, building relationships and not just interruptive marketing, they have the skills, they have the infrastructure, they have the experience and those who are embracing it, you know, that could kind of level it out both ways. Absolutely, absolutely. If that makes sense. Because, but the problem is that with so many people and so many companies, and I, you know, I've studied this a little bit, um, you find them that they're so successful and their success blinds them. And you know, if it's been this way for so many years, then it must continue being this way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, and that's why they don't change. I'm just trying to remember. I know with FedEx opened another company. I'll have to put a link in the show notes. Um, with it was a faxing company. I can't remember what it was called, and they spent thousands of dollars putting these machines um, in cities all over the world, and and they realized the, that it would ultimately not be successful. It, it was not sustainable because of the cost of the equipment versus the money that it was bringing in, and obviously the fax machine era also phased out rel- relatively yeah. quickly. But yeah. you know what a fax machine is, right? <laughs> yeah, I do know what a fax machine is. Yeah. Okay. Do you ever use one? I have never used a fax in my life. Actually, I use one fax. I've sent one fax in my entire life, yeah. You know, there are two groups of people who don't use fax machines. There's the 80-year-olds who are still trying to figure out how the paper goes through the wire. (laughs) (laughs) Then there's the 21-year-olds who are like, why in the world would I fax it if I can email it to you? I can Snapchat it to you. I can WhatsApp it to you. I can throw it at you. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, I personally, like when people say, can I fax something to you? I'm like, no, 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 not, not a paper. Scan it to something. Anyway, um, but getting back uh, to the point. So if there's a, this is a lot of fun. I don't want to go too long. Um, but if there's, if someone's beginning their career, so they're listening to this podcast and they've been consuming content for free online in whatever format and they're starting to build up their social media presence. They have 50 followers, 100 followers on Instagram. Uh, maybe on LinkedIn or whatever social media channel that they're starting to grow their following and they're cut and they understand the importance of growing their following and how it could be used in a practical way, not just to show cat videos and whatever else they want to show. So mm-hmm. is, is there any pro tip or mindset that you would share with our listeners who are trying to figure out, okay, I'm setting this up. I'm kind of randomly liking stuff, randomly commenting on things, trying to post somewhat regularly but is there any basic mindset that you can share with us that would help going from just being another guy out there with another account that's just kind of going to, you know, oh, but just get a, a small following or someone who's really going to make it and be successful? Mm-hmm. I think that one of my favorite quotes and something I share often is that comparison is the thief of joy. And when you're just starting out, it is so, so easy to compare ourselves to others. Where did this guy start? Where is this guy at? And so I would say, don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. It's, it's unfair to you and it's unfair to them. Don't compare yourself to anyone else. So any, anyone else. So a tangible tip to actually do this, no matter what platform you're on, unfollow your competitors. You can check up on their content to see what the current trends are. 
but unfollow your competitors so that every day you're not bombarded with how awesome their content is and how awesome their stuff is. You're able to just focus on yourself. Because when, when you focus on yourself and when you focus on serving your audience rather than putting energy into worrying about what you should be doing, what platform you should be on, or what you should be doing next, you're able to serve your audience much more, you're able to serve them much better, and you're just able to focus more. And your, your growth will increase because you're not wasting all this energy and all this time worrying and comparing yourself. So comparison is the thief of joy. I know it's difficult and I know this is such a comparison market and it seems like social media, we're forced to compare ourselves to one another. Um, but that, I think that comes from a scarcity mindset and not an abundance mindset. So there is an abundance mindset. I believe that anyone can win. I believe that we can all win. I don't think that if I win, there's someone else who does something similar to me who can't win. I think we can all win and there's enough people online. There's enough followers and enough customers to go around. So don't compare yourself to anyone else and just start, really just start. I would be nowhere today if I hadn't just started. So start messy. It's better to start messy than to not start at all. And that's coming from somebody who is extremely not messy. <laughs> when you look <laughs> at your Instagram feed with the, the blue theme. Um, but what you said, first of all, obviously, it's not just something that has to do with social media. That's a general tip. Um, you know, there's no, we have a limited amount of energy. We might as well use that energy to create something positive than, you know, than look at our competition. But another point that you touched on um, is, is the scarcity mindset. I mean, again, I know in, in a very general, unfair way of categorizing people, um, you know, some people from the older way of doing business, they have the scarcity method. And I've worked for several companies and some of them are, you know, you, you can't do anything with your competitors and whatever you're doing, you, you, you're snooping on them, you're spying on them and you're trying to steal their business. And some people are like, if this patient belongs to go to you or if this customer is better for you, go ahead and you take it. There's, there's plenty out there. Mm -hmm. um, not self-sabotaging, but just finding the, that right balance. But specifically mm -hmm. with what we spoke earlier, this really directly ties back together. Um, because there are so many people and because you can serve anyone virtually anywhere on the planet, um, it's everyone has inside of them enough unique skill, talent, experience to provide enough real-time, applicable, practical value to people also that they'll be willing to pay. And you should be able to make a full-time salary regardless of your family if you do that right. Absolutely. So that's why looking at your competition is, is just plain silly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing we messaged about and I just want to talk about it for a minute because I've been thinking about this a lot, is that I know on the most recent course that I took and you've been pushing Snapchat, 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 and frankly, I've had an account there and never touched it, never really understood it. I, I, think it's, I think you'll agree it's from the more confusing social media platforms. And, you, know, and you start off with the camera and it's just kind of hard to figure it out. So mm -hmm. I did ask you, why are you pushing And Instagram, on the other hand, I really feel like I was starting to understand it and get it. Mm -hmm. And I'm obviously, you know, you weren't saying, okay, I'm going to put words in your mouth. My question to you there was why Snapchat over Instagram? So can you go into that a little bit deeper now? Yeah. So quite simply put, and I think this is exactly what I said in the direct message in our little conversation, quite simply put, the reason I love Snapchat is that it has higher engagement rates than any other platform, higher than Facebook, higher than Instagram, higher than email marketing, higher than YouTube. Snapchat has the highest engagement rates and I love that about Snapchat. I have engagement rates of upwards of 60% uh, 
a lot of my business, almost 50% of my business has come from my Snapchat followers. So I'm a big fan of Snapchat in that respect. I do know that Snapchat has lots of issues. I wish I could talk to you and have a sit down one hour meeting with the owner of Snapchat so we could talk about some things that I would do to improve the program. And I think that we would all love that conversation because we all feel like, oh my gosh, it's so simple. We could make it so much simpler, Snapchat. Just listen to us. I wish they would, and I recognize that it's not the easiest platform to understand. That's where I think that there is a benefit there is that there aren't many people who are willing to learn it and understand it. And if you are able to capitalize on that, be one of the first settlers on Snapchat, get your brand on Snapchat, you can see the results in the extremely high engagement rates. With that being said though, if you hate Snapchat and you want nothing to do with it and you don't ever wanna learn it, that's perfectly fine. Like we talked about earlier, if you're awesome on Instagram or you're awesome on Facebook or YouTube, stick with that platform and put all of your eggs in one basket. You can focus. Usually in life, we say don't put all of your eggs in one basket, but on social media, it's better to be totally focused and serving your audience completely and efficiently on one platform to try to spread and put one egg in each basket and then not serve your audience at all. Awesome. Now, why do you think that the engagement is so much higher on Snapchat than on Instagram and other social media platforms? Yeah, this is a great question. And I think this relates to the reason why Instagram copied Snapchat with Instagram stories and now why they're really trying to dominate the video market with IGTV. And that is because Snapchat capitalized on two things. Intangibly, they, they capitalized on the idea of a story. Storytelling is the oldest form of human communication. Back in the day when we were cavemen, we wouldn't tell each other statistics. We would tell each other stories. Stories are hardwired in our brains. Chemically, we remember stories 22 times more than we remember facts. That's something that's huge, and that's something that Snapchat capitalized on with their primary form of content on their platform, which is stories. And then the tangible thing that Snapchat capitalized on that they were the first to do was vertical form video. When you watch a Snapchat video, it takes up your entire screen. There's nothing else to do. There's nothing else to look at. There's nothing else to focus on. So as you're watching this video right now, if you're watching on YouTube, there's a description and there's comments below. There's more videos over on the side. If you're, if you're listening on podcasts, there's, there's other podcasts you could be looking at. You could be scrolling through your text messages. There's a million different things you could be doing. Even on Instagram, you can have notifications. You have your feed. There's explore. There's tons of different things. On Snapchat, when you're watching a Snapchat video, it takes up your entire screen. There's nothing else to look at. There's nothing else to consume. So people are totally engaged because there's nothing else to be engaged with. The only way they stop engaging is if they turn off their phone or put their phone down. So they're awesome. totally engaged and they're watching and paying attention to whatever it is that you're doing on Snapchat. And that is why people are so much more invested and why they literally will invest more money uh, and, and be more likely to participate in your business on Snapchat. Right. I mean, you build that, you know, that personal connection. It's like saying what has better um, click through rate, a text message that you send somebody versus an email you send out to your list. Yeah. Uh, two things, uh, actually, because what you said before, that's actually not your point. You, what you said before is that it's just a focused, simple, rel even though it might be difficult to navigate, but it's it's relatively simple platform. And of course, as you go through and you get to learn it more and more and you, you get to see um, you, you get to see how much really is in there. And I've been learning quite a bit over the last few days. But at the end of the day, it's stories and direct messages. It's mm -hmm. very simple. And mm -hmm. and you're right, Instagram TV is now 
you know, copying. They, you also have the vertical form videos. Um, but the, I think that's one of it. You see, you see who's there and you can directly, the only way you can communicate is either through your story or through sending a direct message. And a direct message is very, very powerful. Mm -hmm. um, I know I was doing some research um, last week. Uh, I wanted to know about how people use WhatsApp uh, for group messages. I sent it out, you know, as a broadcast to 200 or something people. Now, obviously, whoever I'm sending it to, I have the number on my phone. They have my number in their phones. These are people that I know. But within an hour, I was able to engage with, you know, some people actually, you know, voice messages. Some people I actually spoke to on the phone, text messages. But I had dozens of real accurate information, exactly what I was looking for, uh, within within minutes, which is which is ridiculous, um, mm -hmm. which which is crazy to get so much information so quickly. Um, I was petrified to send it because <laughs> I knew all the, I knew this was going to happen. But once I hit send, it, it was crazy what happened. So yeah. I think that's I think that's the second thing that Snapchat has. Again, I'm not com comfortable there yet, mm -hmm. um, but I think that's phenomenal. The other cool feature, I mean, the map feature, if you want to see something that's going on right now in a particular place, anywhere yeah. within the past 24 hours. I mean, I've been going around the world. <laughs> you can, you're getting into people's cars, you're getting into people's homes or wherever they are, and, and you can actually see really what's going on there. Yeah. All right, I took up too much of your time already, but before, <laughs> before we close up here, any final thoughts that you would want to share with our listeners regarding their social media um, engagement or strategy in a way that can really help them propel them from being a mediocre to, to kind of setting them above the pack? Mm -hmm. So I think we've, I've kind of touched on some of these things already, but really my biggest thing that I focus on and my biggest tip that I would tell anyone listening or watching to focus on as well is to focus on two things. First of all, building real relationships. Social media was built as a place to grow relationships not as a place to grow your business. Is that a great benefit of social media? Absolutely. And can you grow a huge business on social media? Absolutely. But that shouldn't be your focus. Your focus shouldn't be growing your following or making more money. If you focus on building relationships, number one, and number two is serving those people, giving to them and over delivering, over serving those people who you're building relationships with, you can win on social media in 2018. Awesome. Awesome. Where can our listeners follow everything that you're doing right now? Everything that you're willing to share with the world? Yep. I am Brock 11 Johnson across all social medias. So that's Brock 11 Johnson. The best place to connect with me is probably Instagram. You can shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'd love to chat with anyone. And then also if you're on Snapchat or Facebook, anywhere else, I'd love to chat and connect there. Okay. Awesome. Thank you very, very much for your time. I really appreciate it. And uh, really thank you for all the value that you shared with the listeners today. Thank you so much. I was, it was a really fun interview, and uh, thank you so much for having me.